Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, everyone. It's Coop Blackson here. Welcome back to the Secret to Success Summit Success School. Uh, We are a few days into the Secret to Success Summit. Uh, I trust it's been amazing for you thus far. Uh, I encourage you to take lots of notes. It's, It's really been an amazing few days. We've had Jack Canfield and uh, uh, John Gray, and we are we are warming up. And uh, trust me, it's about to get even more juicy and vibrant. And we're about to go deeper with an amazing man. You know, one of my visions for the Secret to Success Summit were to, to gather real authentic visionaries to share their insights, practices, and just heartfelt truths of what they have learned, not just in theory, but in the in the real field of life itself. And the man I'm about to introduce to you, uh, I read his book, uh, wow, I forget how many years ago, over definitely over a decade ago, and it was one of those simple but so profound books that just resets your heart, so to speak, and connects you to your soul. So it's a real honor, uh, privilege, and I'm just, I can't tell you how excited I am to have this amazing, amazing soul and human being as a part of the Secret to Success Summit and to share his wisdom with you today. I've, I'm pretty sure all of you have read his book, uh, if not books. He's written several, uh, The Four Agreements, uh, The Mastery of Love, uh, The Fifth Agreement, Prayers, The Voice of Knowledge, if you haven't read his books, go read them. They're amazing. Uh, you are in for a real treat. He's uh, uh, such an incredible human being. So it's my, my joy to welcome to the conversation on success as we redefine success, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Miguel, welcome. Well, well, it's a pleasure to be here with you. And, you know, it's uh, just uh, so privileged to to begin this year to talking to lots of people and to let them know that life is so wonderful is so I'm so grateful for every single day of my life <laughs> yeah that's beautiful I mean every time I meet you you have that you know that, that sense of gratitude so I'm really excited to to share with you and there might be you know I have, I have some specific questions for you Miguel but before we jump in uh, there may be a few people that don't know you know, you, you, about your background, and so just maybe in a nutshell, just so we can set the context as we dive in, I would love to uh, just for you to share in a few moments just a bit about your journey in this life and just who you are and just how you got to be doing what you're doing now, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll dive in further. We'd love for you to share a bit of your story. Well, if, uh, I can say that I've been extremely lucky um, just to be born in a family to to have a very ancient tradition and 
and to learn the wisdom since I was a child. And you can see, you can see how my parents really teach me that I can make my dreams come true. That the only thing that I need is to have a strong will and the discipline in order to to keep going until until I get what I uh, uh, what I did in order to make my dreams come true and enjoy every single dream that that I can manifest. Mm. Then in that way, uh, I grew up. I went to school, I became a medical doctor, I was a surgeon with two of my brothers, and in a certain point of my life I decided that, that it was more important for me to understand the human mind more than just keep, keep uh, working in the human body. Uh, it was more promising for me in order to understand something that uh, is uh, for millennials people uh, keep working and try to understand. And that's the reason I, I stopped to be a medical doctor and to go into my uh, uh, the tradition of my family and become uh, an awal that uh, some people call a shaman, but it's just a word really, being really nothing. Uh, but that gave me the permission to go into the, the mind of my apprentices and understand why humans have to suffer all the time. Anyway, uh, after a little more than 10 years working intensively with a lot of people, the result was uh, my books, especially the first one, The Four Agreements. And it was a big challenge in order to to put all that knowledge in a very simple way that yes. can be accessible to anyone. It doesn't matter uh, if they are educated or not. But whoever read it will get something from that book, from people who never go to school to the most intelligent people in the world. And it's, it's so great to see that uh, this book really becomes uh, an example of the impeccability of the world. And I mean, I'm very, very happy for for this book and, and also the rest of my books that, um, fortunately, all of them have been uh, international bestsellers. And mm-hmm. thanks to that, I, I had the opportunity to go all around the world for so many yes. times, for more than 15, 16 years. And it's so, it's so wonderful to, uh, to finally get a little tired and mm-hmm. kind of semi-retired and just mm-hmm. change directions to create something new, something mm-hmm. that uh, that I can put all my passion there. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's beautiful. Sounds like a really amazing journey to this point. Uh, you know, as you were sharing, you said that you were practicing medicine and something changed where you realized it might be, it would be more powerful to not just help people with the human body, but to transcend, understand, you know, the human mind. What What shifted for you? Because many times we may be you know, have a path set for us or by our parents or we're going down a direction. So obviously something shifted for you and I'm wondering what shifted and it, you know, it takes courage to sometimes take a different path. So what shifted and how did you find the courage to take a different path? Or did it take courage? How how was that? Well, it was completely effortless. You know, it's mm-hmm. about awareness. As a medical doctor and being a surgeon, I see that the limitation of the, the surgery, I just can can work with certain amount of people. But uh, when I notice around me with all the 
you know, all the patients that come with a different kind of, of problems. Uh, what I find out is that uh, it's more important to to really heal the human mind and stop 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 working uh, the way I used to to, to do with a uh, with a searcher as a surgeon. Then um, what what I start to do right away is uh, is is to compare how science and technology are being evolving extremely fast, faster than ever. But psychology, it was a um, very, um, we just still believe in the, in, in the psychologists of the, the, the beginning of the last century mm. when it's completely out of date. Then that's the, the main reason why I decide that it's more important to see humanity as a, 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 as a, they have a, a mental disease that they don't even know what it is. And being in that way, I start a search for what I for, for what I believe is the truth to find why we are the way we are. We are so addicted to suffering, and, and why we perpetrate that because it's been for centuries and millenniums that we are the same. And even that we are evolving uh, extremely fast, we still carry all those traumas, yes. and we don't find the solutions. And this is the the reason why I I changed. And the result mm-hmm. was amazing, you know. With those uh, those books, it really are mm-hmm. psychology book books, mm-hmm. and we so can we can when we read it, we really can find ourselves in those books. So Miguel, why why and you kind of alluded to this question as you were sharing the story, and you're kind of touching on it now, but why do humans suffer all the time, and why are we so addicted to it and perpetuate this, this suffering? Why? Well, uh, we can go to the very core of the problem, which mm. is because uh, we learn to love the way everybody around us loves, which means that we learn to love with conditions and this is the beginning of the whole human drama and this is the way he love ourselves with conditions this is how everybody love us they love us with conditions and this is how we love everybody we love them with conditions which means that they love us if they can control us if we do what they want us to do then they love us we love them if they let them control them. If we can control them, then we accept them, we love them, and we can be very happy. But the main problem is that we learn to love ourselves with conditions. And the whole drama goes into that point. We love ourselves with conditions. If we are not the way we're supposed to be, then we reject ourselves. Mm. In, in that rejection, the suffering begins. You know, when we grow up, we see all our families suffering for one reason or another reason. In mm. in certain point, we believe that in order to grow up, we need to suffer just the way they do. And we right. practice and practice and practice until finally it's completely effortless to suffer. It becomes, <laughs> it becomes the biggest addiction. 
suffering becomes effortless now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so easy to suffer. Mm, but the main so, reason is because we love ourselves with conditions. For those listening, you know, okay, we're loving ourselves with conditions. What, what's scary is we may not even be aware or conscious that that's what we're doing, but we're loving ourselves with all these conditions. So what's the first step to to healing that, to transforming that, to moving to, I, I guess, loving ourselves unconditionally? Like, how, how do we do that? Well, the first step is always to to have the awareness that we love ourselves in that way. Yes. And instead of judge ourselves, just accept ourselves the way we are. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning. We are in the way we are right now. Mm-hmm. When we have the awareness, we can change it if we want to change it. Because many mm-hmm. times we don't want to change it. Because we are not happy if we don't suffer. Mm-hmm. And many times our happiness depends on our suffering. <laughs> because and it's, a, it's amazing to see that, but it's true. True, yeah. yeah. Then once that, that, that we know, that, uh, then the next step is to accept ourselves just the way we are. Mm. Then we find something that we are looking for a long, long time, which is perfection. Yes, for so long, we used to believe that nobody is perfect. That's what they make us believe, that nobody is perfect. And we believe that because uh, they love us with conditions. Then in their point of view, we have to be perfect. But there's thousands of people, and everybody has a completely different opinion. Then we cannot please all of them. Mm. Then when we accept ourselves, what we find out is that we are perfect just the way we are. We don't need to search for perfection because we are already perfect. And when we look around, we can see that only perfection exists. Everything that we can perceive is perfect, and that included ourselves. We are perfect just the way we are. Imperfection only exists in in the mind. And we created, and it's the biggest lie that we believe that we are not perfect. Then mm-hmm. once yeah. that we understand that point, mm-hmm. we can see ourselves as an artist. Because artist. we are artists. We all are artists even if we don't know. Mm-hmm. Because we are always creating. Mm-hmm. Every single moment of our life we are creating. Mm-hmm. Even without awareness. Even mm-hmm. if we are lazy, we still create. Creation is ongoing. And when we understand that point, we also may understand the biggest creation that we do. Because we all make a, create a masterpiece of art. And it's a story. The story of our life. We create our own story. And, of course, we created with a lot of help. Yes. Because our parents help us, the school help us, society help us. Mm-hmm. And this is how we create that story, but it's our creation. We create mm-hmm. our own reality. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a dream. Well, in fact, it is a dream. We live in that dream. 
we create our own world, and we are the rulers of that world. Mm-hmm. When we understand that point, mm-hmm. we may also understand that everyone around us, they did exactly the same thing. They create their own world, and whatever they believe is only true for them. Mm-hmm. But it's not for me, it's not for you, it's not for anybody else. Like everything that you believe is only true for you. It doesn't yeah. mean that it's true for me or for anybody else. Then you mm-hmm. live in your own world, and you create it, and you fulfill that world with a lot of secondary characters. Mm-hmm. Some characters are more real than others, but every single secondary character in your story, they're not true. They're just images. Those characters are based in, in people that really exist, like your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your beloved, your children. But the ones who live in your mind, there's an image of, of them that you really don't know them. You only know what you believe about them. And vice versa, they, they may believe that they know you, but they only know what they believe about you. And everyone look at you in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Then you can see how wonderful we create that story. There's seven billions of stories, and this one is completely different. But you only have power over one, the one that you create. Mm-hmm. And your story is that perfect that you create a main character. Mm-hmm. And the whole story is about that main character. And you are that main character, or what you believe you are is the main character. Mm. In, in the old psychology, they call the ego. Yes. The, your ego is, is the main character of your story, but it's not you. You mm. create it. It's your creation. And everything is about the main character. Then mm. when you have that awareness, if you don't like your story, only you can change it. Nobody mm. else. How do we change yes. the story? Let's say we, you know, we have a negative story. I'm not enough. I'm, I'm a failure. I'm not perfect. I'm unworthy. <laughs> and, and we well, really believe. And maybe, you know, maybe you know, we've done bad things. Maybe someone has cheated on their spouse, and and they mm-hmm. and they have in their mind they have proof. Mm-hmm. Like, see, I, I am a bad person. I did I did do this bad thing. That's not just in my mind or. I'm broke. I, I don't have any money. I failed in business 17 times. I am a failure, you know. And in them, they're making up, you know, the the uh, the proof for for why the story is true. So, how how to change? How to change the story? Well, there is only one way to change the story that you create. Mm-hmm. And you can try to change all the secondary characters, but nothing will happen. The only way for you to change your story is by changing the main character of your story. That is the key. If you change the main character of your story, just like magic, everything starts changing right away. Then if in your story, you believe that you're a loser. Yes. Well, the whole story will support that idea. And in fact, the main character of your story will be a loser. Mm. But if you have the awareness that you are not the main character of your story, then you are not a loser. It's just the main character of your story 
It means not real. It's not true. But as an artist, you can change that main character if you want to. If you change the main character, and instead of being a loser, you change to be a hero, then everything will change and will support you as the hero. And the whole story will change. Then a hero will face whatever event happens. And we learn from every event. Winning or losing, it doesn't matter. He's going to learn. And a hero will keep going and going and going until there's no more challenge. Then you can see yourself in your story as a victim or as a hero. If you understand that point, then right away you will say, well, I don't want to be a victim. I want to be a hero. Right. But to be a hero, then you have to act as a hero. Mm. And yes, many things happen. Problems that are coming. War happens. Conquests happen. Divorce happens. Everything really happens. But as a hero, you face it. It doesn't mean that you are not afraid. You face it. And as soon as you face it, the problem is solved and then you, you live in peace again. Mm. Then to have courage, it doesn't mean not to be afraid. No. It means that even if you're afraid, you face the problem. Then you can re, uh, go away from the problem and be a victim and blame everything around you for, for whatever, whatever happened. But if you're the hero, you will face it. Winning or losing is not important. What is important is that you solve the problem and then you have peace. Beautiful. You know, so as we explore success, there's a few questions I have for you connected to what you're saying, connected to this whole notion of success. Um, what's the purpose of life? Oh, this is so simple. This is why, we, why do we Well, uh, there's really no purpose. Mm -hmm. We come here and we explore life. There's no future. There's no past. It's only right here and right now. The creation is ongoing and it's happening right now. Then if we want to talk about purpose, it's just to enjoy life, to be happy, to live in the moment, to see the past as a something that is not real, but it's just a point of reference for the decisions that you made today. And the future is not right yet you will create it according to the decisions you make right now. Then what I tell everybody when they ask me, okay, if you can give me, let's see, some advice how to live my life or how to you teach your children or the new generation that is coming up to you, what you yes. will teach them? Well, first of all, you have to accept yourself just the way you are mm. and to see that you're perfect the way you are right now. Then you have to, you need to live your life like this is the last day of your life. But uh, project it or see the future like a big possibility, like you're going to live forever. Mm. But mm. To, to plan your, your future right now is right now, it's not in the future. Mm. Mm -hmm. Then the past so, is gone. So, so you need to detach from the past. 
detached from the past. There is no yeah. future. There's only mm-hmm. now. So you're saying there's no purpose. The purpose is you, you're saying you have to enjoy it. Enjoy this enjoy. moment. Yes, so, in order to enjoy it, you need to see what is your desire. Because mm. desire can go into two, in two different directions. Desire can become uh, obsession. If your desire uh, becomes obsession, then it is, is highly destructive. It destroys right. almost everything you create. But mm. if your desire becomes passion, then you love what you do. You really do it, and whatever you do, you don't see real really as a work because you are enjoying it. And through that passion, you get inspiration. And with inspiration, you find yourself just the way you are, that you enjoy life in every single moment. <laughs> nice, yeah. So what is success? You know, we're, we're talking about success in the Secret to Success Summit, so many different definitions of success. So well, we're, we're, we're kind of uh, dissolving the boxes and limits and redefining what success is. So well, based on what you... Yes. It is just a word. And we yes. have the meaning that we want to give to that word. Mm-hmm. Many, many people will think that success is to accomplish something that you want to do. But mm-hmm. hey, this is a, this is just really a word. And to, success is like a, a is like a hope that you try to to get something and you never get it. Because as soon as you get what you want, then it's over and there's nothing else to do that you have to go, go for another one and another one and another one. It's just a, a hook in order to to keep, uh, just to be trapped in, in, yes. in something that you wish to happen. But it's really just a word. Then success happens at the moment of your conception. You know, mm. for sure you don't remember, but uh, it was the biggest race the biggest mm-hmm. event that ever happened in your life, mm-hmm. and it was in the moment of conception, there was millions of sperms yep. trying, to, trying to get an ovum. Mm-hmm. From those millions, only one reached the ovum, and mm-hmm. this is you. Then that is success. And the reward is life. life. So then you are alive, and this is your reward. Then in this planet Earth, there's 7 billion people that get success. All are winners. There are no losers. Loser only going to the mind. And it's because we learn to love with conditions and we don't accept ourselves. But just by being here, we are winners. We succeed to reach the goal. Yeah, I hope everyone's taking it and we are all winners. The fact that we are alive and we are incarnated in this existence. We are, we are winners just by being here. We're starting off uh, as winners. It's beautiful. Um, you're talking about the mind, Miguel, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and a few times already in this conversation, I've heard you talk about it's to the mind. That thought is to the mind. That story is to the mind. It's not real. So, you know, the mind often in believing much of the mind can be a source of suffering. So how, uh, from what you've learned, your teaching, how how does someone um, deal with the mind and not let the mind uh, run them, not let the mind control them? How, how to manage the mind? Well, first of all, I think we need to understand what the mind is. Mm. 
And uh, <clears throat> we can say that the mind is our reflection of life, a reflection that happened in the neurons, which is the nerve system. You know, matter reflects light. Mm. Even if, if we don't see it, it's always reflecting light. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a reflection. Then the mind is that reflection of life, the reflection of light in the brain, in the nerve system. Mm. Well, the nerve system, this matter, and is perceiving the light that is coming and the reflection of those, of the light. Then we perceive the reflection of the light, and that reflection is the mind. Yes. You know, when we was born, we had no knowledge. But we right away start perceiving everything, and it was reflecting in our brain, and we perceived that reflection without even notice that it was just a reflection. Then with the time, our parents hooked our attention, and they can low into our brain everything that they know. Society can low into our brain everything that we know. Mm-hmm. And this is how we learn the language that we speak. Mm-hmm. And we use those, those words in order to explain what we are perceiving. And we use knowledge in order to create an entire reality that is mixed with the with the reflection. We perceive the reflection, but we give the meaning with words. It's not just a flower. Yeah. It's a red, aromatic, beautiful. We can describe the flower. Mm. Then we describe every single event that happened in our lives. Yes, the event happened. We perceive it, but we use the language in order to describe and tell to ourselves what we are perceiving. Mm. Then we can say that the mind is made by these two different parts, just the reflection itself and knowledge describing what we perceive. Mm. Okay, then knowledge is everything that we know, everything Mm. that we learn from society with all the rules what is right and wrong and good and bad, etc., etc., and we believe it. Well, in that knowledge, more than the 80 or 90%, there's nothing but lies, which means a distortion of what we perceive. Then those distortions could be very simple or very deep. The distortion could be so uh, distorted that we become fanatic of what we believe. That we can see that the problem in the mind is not really the reflection, but what we believe about the reflection. Mm-hmm. We use the words in order to give meaning to everything. And giving meaning that pushes more away from what is real, from what is true. But it's okay because this is also perfect because this is how we can create all that philosophies, religions, uh, sports, everything. Then it's amazing what the human mind is. But the problem is that we use all that knowledge against ourselves. Yes. 
And we use it simple because we learn to love ourselves with conditions. And we never will be the way we should be according everybody's opinion and according our own opinion. And that's why we are looking always for perfection without knowing that we are really perfect just the way we are. Comes back to that that point you're saying is so important, this whole notion of how we've been loving ourselves so conditionally. And from there, the whole suffering starts, the game starts, you know, the chasing starts. Uh, loving yes, ourselves unconditionally is so, so key from what I'm hearing you say. Yes, we can say that that conditional love is exactly the opposite of love, the real mm. love. The one we perceive. Then the distortion of that love is the conditional love. Then the, the opposite of love is not hate, is not is not fear, is not anger. No, is love itself is some distortion. This is the opposite of love. Is there any uh, practice that you did to, I guess? really connect with loving yourself unconditionally because I, I know that there's a, probably a few people that are going to ask because what you're saying is so powerful about loving yourself unconditionally and getting to the core and I'm imagining maybe one or two people might say well I understand it Miguel I understand yes I must love myself unconditionally I, I get it but I, I don't I'm not, I, I can't get it from my mind you know to my heart to, to, to feel it. Uh, so how to, is there, is there a practice you did to, to, to really move beyond that conditional love to really feeling uh, the, the unconditional acceptance of yourself? Was it a process? Was there a moment? Was there a, something you did to, to, to get to that place? Well, it's obvious to see that it, it not happened from one moment to the next. Yes. The reason is because all of our life we have been practicing love mm. to love with conditions mm. that it it becomes completely normal for us. It becomes a habit, a habit of many many years. And to break a habit is not that easy. It's not. Yeah. No, not because we understand what the problem is, but means that we can solve it just because we said so. No. Mm. What we need to do really is a whole process to unlearn all those mm. lies that we learned, mm. Mm. beginning with the most, with the biggest one. You know, every belief that we have, we invest our personal power to make it ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure we we hear the uh, phrase to say. If you have enough, uh, enough faith, you can move mountains. Yes. Well, we can say that faith is believed in something 100% without a doubt. Hmm. Well, everything that we learn, we use faith in order to storage, to keep it to us. That by the end, after create a whole reality, a whole dream, hmm. we hardly have any faith left. Hmm. Then... The process of unlearning is to detach from all those lies. Yes. Beginning with the biggest one. 
we can say the biggest one is I am not perfect. I'm not good mm. enough. I'm not intelligent mm. enough. I'm never going to make it. Prove me. Mm. You know, if we unlearn that, which means to practice exactly the opposite, mm. the faith that we use, that we invest in those beliefs, it will return to us. And now our faith is bigger. And our confidence becomes bigger. We trust ourselves more because the faith needs to be best in ourselves, not in anybody else. It's not about to have faith in Buddha and Jesus and Muhammad and none of them. No, mm-hmm. the faith needs to be in ourselves. Mm-hmm. I have faith in myself. I can make it and I will make it. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Powerful. Loving without conditions. I think that could be a new book, Miguel. <laughs> Loving without conditions. <laughs> well, I think uh, my son is, is writing about that already. That's powerful. Powerful. Yes. You know, so uh, I was reading, uh, uh, you know, over the years a bit about some of the things you've been through. Everything from, you know, a car accident and uh, the heart attack and different things. So obviously, mm-hmm. like hasn't necessarily been easy and sometimes you know we have this idea of if I become spiritual you know the the rainbows will be there every day and (laughs) easy you know nirvana but uh, so you've obviously faced some challenges and I'm just Uh curious that um, were there you know in your darkest hours in your moments of challenge uh, in your life were, were there moments you felt like giving up and what what kept you going in those moments, let's say, during a, that heart attack? I heard like your heart was up oper- when you came out, your heart was operating at like 16%. Yeah, that's kind of intense. And uh, so what kept you what, what kept you going? How what what kept you moving forward in life? Well, this those- is a, this is extremely simple, really. You know, uh, life is so easy. We are the one who complicates everything. Mm. And I have the awareness from long, long time ago that I am not my physical body. I live in my physical body. Mm. And I love my physical body unconditionally. I can say that my physical body is really the love of my life. Because anybody else, it come into, come into my life and they go from my, from my life. That includes my parents, my brothers, my sisters, my beloved, my children. Everyone come in my life, but they go for one reason or another reason. The only one that is always with me is my own physical body. And it's been with me since the moment of my conception, and will stay with me until the moment that I leave my physical body. Because I am not my physical body, but I see my physical body as the temple where I live. Mm. And I love and respect my physical body. Mm. I am the force that moves my physical body. Yes. Which means I am life and I am immortal. Mm. I cannot be destroyed. Mm. But my physical body... Yes, it have a beginning, it will have an end. All matter has a beginning and has an end. Mm. But I am not matter. Matter is my creation. Mm. 
you see, then all those times that my body is in pain and all this stuff, well, it's just my physical body. It's not me. And yes, my body has pain, and I treat my body the best I can. But it comes from me, from the will. I am the will. Mm-hmm. And I respect my physical body. If it's tired, then my physical body will rest. Yes. But if if, if I want to accomplish something, my physical body is with me all the way. So if we're, if we're not the physical body, which I totally am in alignment, we are so much more, who are we really? What are we really? What are we? Who are we? The real essence of what we are. Because I feel knowing that is, is real power. You know? so <laughs> okay. Who are we? There, there is no words to explain it. Yes. Because this is long before words. Mm. We exist long before humanity. Mm. And we will exist long after the extinction of humanity. Mm. We are the force that moves matter. Mm. We don't see it. We only see the reflection. Mm. But if you see your own physical body, you feel alive. Mm. You feel life passing through you and moving you. Mm. You can move a finger just because you move the finger. Your physical body just obeys you. Mm. Then you are that force. But that force is also the force to move everybody else. It moves the wind, the water, the stars, moves everything. There's only one. And it's that force. And I, I call it life. But it's just another word. There's no way to explain it. The only way to really do it is to push away everything that you learn. And just see what is left. And what is left is you. Then when someone asks me, what are you or who I am? The answer is, I don't know. But I am here. I am alive. And I don't need to understand what I am. You know, the dog doesn't know that it's a dog. The cat doesn't know that it's a cat. We call them dog. We call them cat. But they don't know and they don't care. Yeah, we're labeling them, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I really don't care what I am. Mm-hmm. But I am. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It's powerful. You know, the way you're you're putting it is um so simple and in that simplicity is such power, you know, and uh for everyone listening, uh, I just want you all, as you're listening to Miguel, to take in the the spaciousness and the simplicity and the power of what he's saying. You know, that the, the, the way we create so many interpretations that complicate our lives and believe our stories, when in fact, as he's saying, life is life is simple. You know, and in that simplicity is, is freedom. So it's it's uh, it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, Miguel, as, as we were exploring life and living an authentic life and success and taking labels off and freedom, um, I think there's many people listening to that uh, feel uh, a calling in their lives to uh, create art or a book or music or some expression. You know, they're feeling that calling. Um, 
I'm curious on on a you could say physical world level. Um, how did the four agreements come about? I know it was a an expression to put your work into a simple form where everyone could understand. But that process, I mean, it's become, uh, by all standards, a huge success, a phenomenon in our culture, uh, in, in the self-help, and basically millions of people have read it. Um, did you imagine it would be such a bestseller? And, and for those that have a uh, desire to write books and get their work out in the world, what what advice can you give those that, that have a vision or a message and they want to spread it to to uh, lots of people? Well, what is important is for each one of the 7 billion people to be aware of what they really are mm. and, and see that the physical body they have is just part of a bigger living being. Mm. Which is a living being is the entire humanity. All mm. humans have physical body, and all of uh, everyone is moving by the same force. Mm. And yes, there is hundreds of different languages, <laughs> but we learn the language because we are programmed to create a language, and that we can communicate with each other. Because the reality is that the entire humanity is only one living being, named woman. You know, it's just like your physical body is made by millions of cells. And every single cell is an individual. But all together create your own physical body. Mm-hmm. Well, we, as humanity, we are part even of a bigger, bigger living being, which is the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And humanity is just an organ of the planet Earth. Just like the forest is another organ, the ocean is another organ, the atmosphere yep. is another organ, and we all work together to give the, the Mother Earth a life. And whatever affects one human can affect the entire humanity. Whatever affects the trees can affect the entire planet Earth. And when we have that awareness, we find out that, yes, we are one. And I am you, and you are me. And there's no difference. And yes, our physical body will disappear sooner or later. You know, every hundred years or more, the new generation is completely different than the other generation. But humanity keeps going as a, as a living being. And the, all the society, the, the, the mind of the mind, keep evolving and keep growing. And it's amazing, like we said a little before, how science and technology is going so fast right now. And finally, psychology start catching up, but still there's more work to do. You know, like a couple of days ago, or maybe yesterday, in France, there was all that people around the world yes. getting together. It's, it's amazing to see. It's great. We need to support all of that, not just in France, in anywhere. Just to be aware that we are only one living being. And all those little differences that we create, like at the religion or all the stuff, um, is really completely irrelevant because we are the same. We are one. Yeah. Yeah. What What excites you when you look at the world today? When When you see where humanity is going? 
uh, what excites you? Well, it's simple to see how fast the technology and science is shifting and changing, and it's, it's accelerated even more and more and more. Like, I, I remember in, uh, being a child in the 50s and 60s, um, you know, we have television, etc., and not color TV, but uh, now you say the computers, Facebook, wow, it's, it's, it's just amazing. You know, it's like uh, all of a sudden the entire humanity is, is getting more and more together through the technology. Yes. Yeah. And I can, I can see how exciting it is that we just had all the good and all the bad is going very fast. Mm. But it, it's okay. It's okay because we all keep evolving. Mm. And yes, we are going into the right direction. Mm. Beautiful. You know, uh, you shared so much, uh, Miguel, so generously. So first I want to thank you. And I know that everyone listening is, is blessed. And I really feel this conversation is not just happening on you know this physical level, but people's hearts and souls and are being opened on that uh, non-local energetic level. So uh, everyone listening, just open your hearts wide to the conversation and I know you'll be blessed, and uh, make sure you re-listen to this interview also. As I have a couple more questions, sure. uh, Miguel, as we begin to you know, complete this beautiful conversation. is You've shared so much already. Uh, some, uh, some might connect to my question, but I'm curious, if you were, based on everything you've learned, and uh, if you were to distill into three keys, uh, the most important lessons that you uh, would like to pass on to the next generation uh, that you feel would evolve the next generation the most. Uh, I'm curious what those three keys would be. Obviously, it's very simple also. First mm -hmm. one is to see that you're the love of your life. <laughs> see that you're the love of your life. Beautiful. Yeah. Then... The second will be, um, um, let's see, that um, you're living in the present moment. We need to let go all our past because it's not really true. It never was true. Mm. And we need to live our life like this is the last day of our life, but planning like we're going to live forever. Mm. And the third one is to live our life with gratitude and generosity mm -hmm. that we can connect with the rest of humanity. Mm -hmm. really becomes one because that's what we really are. If we can do this little practice, we not only help ourselves, mm -hmm. but we help the entire humanity with our gratitude and with our generosity mm -hmm. because that's real love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Is there a, uh, it might be even one of those three, but if, if you were to assign a, a homework, uh, a practical homework to people that maybe within 24 hours, Miguel, they could do an exercise, a practice that they could do to embody and implement um, and live everything you've been saying, if there, if there were a homework you were to assign, uh, I would love you to assign a homework to, to the listeners today. Okay, the homework will be very simple. 
Just practice every single day. As soon as you wake up, before you go to sleep, and all the way in between, to love your physical body just the way it is. To honor your physical body, to respect your physical body, because this is the tool that you have to connect with everything around you. Without your physical body, you cannot be part of that beautiful thing that is humanity. Mm. 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 Powerful. You heard it. Love your physical body exactly how it is. It's as Miguel's been saying. It's been with you. It's been with you from the very beginning of conception and uh, to the very end of this life. Love it. Honor it. It's the temple that houses uh, the spirit, the energy, the life force in this life. Beautiful, Miguel. Beautiful. You know, it's been uh, a real joy speaking with you. Uh, before we begin wrapping up, is, is what's the best way that people can find out about your work and what you're up to and stay connected with you? What's, what's the best way? Well, they can go to my web. It's uh, miguelrich.com. They will find all what I'm doing and all what my children are doing, Jose, Don Jose and Don Miguel Rich Jr. And we're working together a lot. And this is very, very exciting. Mm, 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 great. So Miguel Miguel Ruiz uh, dot com is where you can find out more about Don Miguel Ruiz and his work and his books and and uh, what him and his amazing sons are, are doing and and events. Yes, you have events coming up there. They can find out the schedule uh, at the website as well. Um, and we will we'll also post uh, the website so everyone. Uh, you can all find uh, Miguel's website information along with this interview. And I really just encourage you all to to check out his website and explore his work. Uh, if you have not read The Four Agreements, uh, definitely go out and read it. It's, it's a simple and amazing book. Um, and uh, Miguel, it's been a real, real honor, privilege, joy to be with you every time I, I see you throughout the years. You have such uh, generosity, such heart, and such sincerity. So I want to just thank you, you know, from my heart for who you are in the world, uh, the impact you've had on my life throughout the years, and just for being, being you. You know, thank you so much for being a part of this and, and just sharing your light and love with everyone listening in today. Well, it's been a big pleasure for me and all my love for all of you. And God bless you. Thank you. All right, everyone. It's been an amazing interview with the one and only Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements, as we continue to explore success and living an authentic life. And so perhaps uh, real success is not just the money in your bank account and who you who you become in the world and fame or all the material things that are really transitory, none of which you take with you. But uh, as Miguel Ruiz is talking about, uh, loving yourself exactly as you are, loving yourself without condition and knowing that you are perfect exactly as you are. To me, this is, you know, if I were to put a label on success, this is real authentic success in, in, in the most beautiful way. So it's been an inspiring conversation. Re-listen to the interview as our journey, the secret to success summit continues, success school, as we explore what it means to live an authentic life. Share uh, share it with your friends uh, about the summit so they can also tune into 
the interview today that I've done with Don Miguel Ruiz and uh, uh, love your body as Miguel Ruiz is saying love your body unconditionally exactly as, as it is that's your homework the journey continues I'll be seeing you all tomorrow sending you love see you at the Secret to Success Summit love now If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.